What's up, everyone? Welcome back to What Do They Know podcast. We're in week eight of NFL, and today the guys will cover all the action and detail of some of the big injuries from this week and what it means for the NFL teams and your fantasy teams. Once again, the guys have some big changes in their power rankings, but hey, what do they know? What do they know? Well, we are about to find out, just like always, what's going on, everybody. This is the What Do They Know podcast. Nick and Jeff with you once again for week eight. Um, we are going to start out with baseball again. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. That's right. Um, good man. Because you're having a good sports week. I am having a very good sports week. I think this is the first time I've busted out the Saints gear in like three weeks. Yeah. So Yeah, so it's a big win for the Saints today, and the Diamondbacks are in the World Series. That's right. I think last week we they were going into what game six on Monday. Yeah, remember? Yep. Yeah. So we ended I, we ended the recording last week by saying go D backs. And what'd you say? I was like, they could be eliminated by the time, by the time this, time comes, this comes, comes out because yep. it comes out our our shows come out on Tuesdays. Right. Um. You said they could be eliminated. I said no, no. See, so you're welcome, Jeff. <laughs> See, just being a sports fan though, you you, you always go uh, the pessimistic route. Oh, I know. So I know. <laughs> obviously, we we both have our heart heartbreaks during the years, but yeah, who to thunk it? Who to thunk it? Not the I. Arizona Diamondbacks. I honestly, I thought they were a year off. Yeah, the, a year away. Obviously, Corbin Carroll getting another year under him. Um, Brandon Flott maybe getting a taste this year and. But he's turned it on during the postseason. He looks so. like an ace. Oh yeah, line ace. Oh yeah, him and Merrill Kelly. Yeah. Uh, Zach Gallon, who is the ace, has looked the less amount. Yeah, uh, the least amount of, a, of an ace. But I'm not sure what's going on there. But. It's been the perfect scenario for me, selfishly, because I mean the Yankees are out of it, and so you can I just mean, enjoy. I can just enjoy. I mean, don't get me wrong. Game seven of the NLCS, I was sick to my stomach. Right, wanting the D-backs to win. Yep, they were so close, and I was just waiting for him to blow it at any moment. <laughs> Um, but they didn't, and they, they are—they are a gritty, just resilient team, and I just—they're—they're they're fun to watch. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, it's definitely a change of pace from the home run ball. Which, yeah. Uh, oh, mean, absolutely. I'm, it's small balls. Yep. Yeah. I know the Yankees are big uh, uh, believers in, in the long ball. Started on that. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna turn this into a baseball <laughs> rant podcast real quick if we get on the Yankee style play. <laughs> I'll drop it, but yeah. yes, and then the, the D-backs are, are a fun team to watch. Yes, they are. Yep. So uh, game three tomorrow night, well, Monday, mm-hmm. So and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I so, got my hat on, so yep. th- this has brought, brought us luck during this whole thing, so yep. I'm, I'm having it on this week. Yep. So. All right. All right, so let's give it uh, – let's jump into all the action from week eight, but first, as always, we're going to go with your random thought. All right, so this week uh, – jerseys um, is the whole thing um so i've been talking to my my buddy steve um buffalo the saber so this actually goes back to hockey they brought back this all black with the buffalo head uh logo okay uh on i didn't see those yet yep i i enjoy those those are really sick um those are kind of a throwback before they they have their whole logo that they have now um so for me i i just got to thinking where exactly like, like as an ownership group do you like where, where's that balance where you convert to a certain jersey or you listen to fans who want a certain jersey? I know, like the Coyotes, for instance, they they went back to their original um, Kachina jerseys, is what they call them, uh, which is the whole hockey coyote thing rather than the howling head that they that they revered to. And then also colors. Obviously, a lot of teams have red and and white and well, basically the standard American yeah. red, white, and blue type of color scheme, but you know, with the whole green and teal and all, all these other little things. Uh, I, I uh, personally, I think it's like the most 
original and and eye captivating logo in hockey, which was the Coyotes one. So it, it's just for me, like obviously for you, like being a Yankees fan, they had this whole long standing his, history with the pinstripes. So I, I honestly wouldn't even know what to do with something that's so consistent and like, would you even want a jersey change at that point? So that's a, you bring up a great point because I was literally going to say that the only difference I feel like there's two types of ownership groups, mm-hmm. right? There's the there's the owners that want tradition, mm-hmm. and then there's the owners that and there's nothing wrong with this want to make money, right? Right. The people that want to make money that are not as concerned with tradition, they're the teams that have 17 different jersey combos, right? Like the right. Chargers, for example, who are on Sunday Night Football right now, <laughs> best jerseys in the league. The powder anybody, blues, the powder blues. I don't care what anybody says. Yep. Um, but it's funny because as a Yankee fan, even though, like I'm all about tradition, I love it. But I would love just something different, right? Um, right. Because I am of the opinion that they're that they're away jerseys. Mm-hmm. They're like gray with navy blue lettering are a little boring. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the pinstripes are the pinstripes. You can't really do anything with those. But they wear a navy blue uniform with just the ny on the right side of their chest Mm -hmm. um during spring training okay and i would love to i actually have one um it's uh that's one of the jerseys that i wear when i go to a game Mm -hmm. i would love them to to break those out right but i think that that's a really interesting point especially now in the nfl we saw how many different teams have we seen break out their retro or legacy jerseys they Mm -hmm. they call them this year i mean we saw the the rush uniforms back in the day we saw the seahawks today the titans um the the Bucks broke out their creamsicle uniforms a, a couple weeks ago. The mm-hmm. Jets obviously have worn theirs twice. Right. Um, the yeah, Dolphins man. wore some retro uniforms today. So it's, I mean, it's, I feel like this year that's like the thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love it. I think it's a good shakeup personally. Yeah. Like, like I said, when it comes to tradition, obviously you have the longstanding football teams like the Bears and, and um, the Packers and everybody else who like the original NFL teams. But obviously with the new new teams like Arizona had like with the Coyotes um and the and the D-backs being newer franchises to the whole sport obviously that those guys have gone through a revolution of of jerseys throughout the years um honestly i i i'm i'm so conflicted because obviously i'm i see your point where you want something different because it's it's been so um i guess consistent with the pinstripes and mm-hmm. whatnot but at the same time uh, I do like the change-ups. I, I like the city connects. I like the rush uniforms and all that stuff. Um, it, it just brings a little bit of a, I guess, um, excitement to to the whole thing. It's like, ooh, I should watch this right now. Um, but yeah, I, <laughs> for me, do something original. Yeah. If you're going to change your uniform, do something original that connects with the city. And um, I, I <laughs> there are sometimes. Uh, occasions where I wonder if like they leak out the uniforms on purpose. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> so I'm just to see sure fan, do. just to see fan support or fan, I guess, bashing, um, and see how that a fan reaction is on what that. But it, it's always interesting to see where where the jerseys take these teams. Yeah. But, yep. Awesome. I love it. Perfect. Um. So I'm gonna kick off with something that's not part of my top stories because literally, as we're sitting here talking, somebody. <laughs> from the chargers i think it was josh palmer mm-hmm. just went down with what looks like a knee injury uh, pretty bad one he's all he's rolling all over the floor um there were a staggering amount of injuries today mm-hmm. and i just want to get to i'm at the point now where it's like at what point is the nfl going to make a change right now not all of these injuries were attributed to the turf mm-hmm. um but i can tell you that 
there were several in the in the Jets and Giants game where I mean it was raining the turf. I mean, just tons of guys went down today. Kirk Cousins tore his Achilles today. Mm. Um, I mean, we had uh, Mitch, uh, not Mitch Trubisky, Kenny, Kenny Pickett, Pickett yep. Desmond Ritter, um, Dar- Darren Waller went down with a hamstring injury today. Now, again, not all of those are attributed to the turf, but I feel like more often than not, the turf has something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Like this one, this guy was you know trying to make a cut to the right, and it looked like his his left his left knee kind of. Got, or his left foot got stuck and kind of bent in an awkward way. Right. Um, so that could be a prime example of, of the turf causing something. I'm, I, obviously, Aaron Rodgers, his foot got stuck in the beginning of the season he, when, he, when he tore his Achilles. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's even with brand new turf this year that was put in MetLife before the season. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it makes it even worse when you factor in the World Cup that's in a few years. Oh, yeah. Because all of the owners that want their stadiums to participate in the World Cup have agreed to put in grass. Right. So it's like, okay, you'll do it for something that's not even your sport, but <laughs> right. you'll you won't do it for your own teams and your own players in your league. Right. Now I know it's a huge financial thing to like maintain real natural grass. Mm-hmm. Really? Like you make billions and billions and billions of dollars. Yep. Freaking get a gardener to water your grass. Whoa. Like like I I, I mean, I, I just can't the imagine thought. I just can't imagine that they're that pressed for money that they can't spend the money to get better grass for their players. It's the, driving me crazy. The audacity that you have to, to tell the owners to spend money. I know, How dare you? I know. Hot take. <laughs> Hot take. Hot take artist <laughs> over here. But, I mean, yeah, obviously they, they did the whole research behind turf versus grass, and the NFL said that it doesn't really make a difference or whatnot. But at some point you have so many injuries and then all the fan out, uh, and then players um, outcries. To change the grass, honestly, I feel like you should just do it. Yeah. And at that point, if injuries continue at the, at the level that they are, that they're going, you're like, all right, the, what next then? Right. You, you kind of just rub it in their faces right. at that point. And I, I honestly would even got to give. Though. Yep. Yep. Like honestly, yeah. To your point with the whole soccer thing with the World Cup, obviously it's a world, it's a it's a world stage rather than the NFL, which is more of an American uh, type of stage. But at the same time, yeah, these owners. They, it's not like they don't have the resources to, right. to input the grass full time. Um, I, I I go back to baseball on this, but Chase Field, I know they t- switched from like the sort of like grass thing to to turf because the grass kept dying, and they had to actually spray paint the the, the grass green so it, it wasn't dead grass out there. And I can't remember who it was, but a player um, said it was like one of the most sketchiest outfields ever. So I'm wondering if the, if this field. If whatever field they they turn into grass from turf, and it doesn't um, live and it's all dead grass anyway, I wonder what the conditions are with that. If, yeah. if it'll be even worse than turf, to be honest yeah. with you. Um, but at some at some point, I think you do make the change, even if it's for a. Honestly, I like it bums me out to say even for a little bit, um, because then all of a sudden you're reverting back to turf anyway. Yeah. But for the owners, it's. it's it, it gets to a point I where mean, you just have to at least try it. Exactly, because right now it looks like they don't care. Right. That, right. Even if that's not the case, that's the appearance that they're giving to their players. Right. Right. And I mean, will will it affect free agency eventually? Would players not even want to sign with teams that have yeah. turf? Because I, I don't want to play eight games over there because it, I right. feel like it's I'm going right. to get injured on that on that field. So um, it, it becomes one of those things where yeah, I think the ownership group have to come together and and kind of. Um, satisfy the outcries of, of the players and the fans on this. Yep, I agree. Yep. 
All right. So I'll just jump into my top story since I kind of let us off. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, I have the Minnesota Vikings. I feel like they do it, are <laughs> <laughs> Jeff. Jeff's playing Austin Eckler <laughs> yep. fantasy football, everybody. So he needs him. He already scored once. Yeah, I, I didn't even not do yeah. anything. Um, so the Vikings, I feel like, are at a tipping point right now. They are one of the Crossroads. most interesting teams and unexpected teams to even be here. Um, another injury. Another injury. Um, but they they won today. They beat the Packers. They go to four and four. Mm-hmm. They are. As of right now, granted, it's only week eight, but they would be the last wild card team in the NFC. Um, and they lost their quarterback, Kirk mm-hmm. Cousins, today, like we already talked about for the season, torn Achilles. Right. Um, they, I feel like, were, sh- shockingly enough, kind of finding their offensive identity in the last couple of games. Defensive even, way, yeah, and defensive, too. even with Justin Jefferson going down, their rookie, Jordan Addison, has become a star right. in the last two or three weeks, has had several just breakout games in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's like, okay, where do we go from here? Right. Um, because I don't even know who their backup quarterback is. Um, um, I want to say Nick Mullins stands out to me. I could be completely wrong with that. I think he's on IR for one more week. Okay. So that's he's, they have to at least go somewhere else for one more week. Yeah. Um, that's if Nick Mullins is going to be ready by the time he comes off IR. Um, I, I think they put in some rookie from BYU, a fifth rounder. Okay. Um, can't remember his name, but I think his last name was Hall. Um, so that's what they're saying at now. But if you're seriously thinking about contending at four and four, I mean, um, which you, you kind of have to. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, the, the, the wild card is theirs for the taking. All right. They have tons of offensive talent. Yep. Um, and I mean, now they got to have somebody to, to reliable to throw the ball to them, but they're right there. Yep. Um, like, I mean, obviously weeks ago we were talking about them being sellers. Correct. Um, them giving, uh, Kirk Cousins or trading Kirk Cousins to New York. Yep. Obviously, Zach Wilson stepped up his game. Um, ish. <laughs> ish. <laughs> Kirk Cousins has been Kirk Cousins even without Justin Jefferson for yep. it's because of Jordan Addison uh, coming on. TJ Hawkinson. Uh, TJ Hawkinson's been a big uh, improvement there in tight end play. Um, it, it, it's definitely one of those things where it's all right. First, we lost Justin Jefferson. Now we lost Kirk Cousins for the year. Yeah. Oh, what, what do we do now? Yeah. So honestly, I I don't think there is a right answer to this. You either go in without your franchise quarterback, or and you believe in that defense to to maintain what it's been doing. I think it's during their three game win streak they've been holding opponents to like thirteen and a half points, which is really impressive considering I've been bashing on that defense since the beginning of the year. Yep. Um. So kudos to that defense, but will they maintain it? And is is this team a quarterback away from? From reaching. That's, that's the thing, right? Yeah. Is is Tuesday's the trade deadline. Yep. So you got to make that decision <laughs> Real really quick. quickly. Yep. Um, and the and and the thing about it is like, okay, if you decide, uh, let's let's trade for somebody. Mm-hmm. Who? Right. Who is that? Kirk Cousins was that guy. That's the guy that everybody wanted to trade right. for. And now now he's out. So I feel like your options are Kyler Murray, which would be very drastic. I don't know that that's the answer because right. for for a. I mean, if you, I feel, like your if, I feel like if you trade point. for Kyler Murray, you think you're going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, not because I think he's a Super Bowl caliber player, but because right. of the contract and everything that that comes with that. that that's a franchise altering move, right? There Correct. So Murray. I don't think that's the move, right? So you're either going to trade for another backup or go get one of the veteran guys off the street that was rumored like when the Jets were were in this situation. So right. you got your Nick Foles, your Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, um, and mm. I feel like those are all guys that. Uh, maybe possibly could be plug and play with this offense with mm-hmm. the talent that's around them. Um, so we'll see. I think that they are a really interesting team, especially because like we already said, they have gained 
so much momentum in the last mm-hmm. three weeks. They came out of nowhere. They looked like hot garbage the, right. fir- the first couple weeks. Yep. And now they're they're right in it. Yep. It's just a devastating time to lose your your starting quarterback. Yeah. I mean, like I said, there's no right answer. If you if you buy, then buy all yeah, 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 we we, Nobody's we understand that. Yep. Yeah, we understand exactly. it. But at the same time, if you sell, we understand it. Well, Vikings fans yeah, understand fans, it. Fans <laughs> they will not. Will not. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that's kind of at the crossroads where where they are right now. Um, obviously, like you said, there's limited options at quarterback that you can go get. Um, I guess Ryan Tannehill, uh, as soon as he comes back from his that's, high ankle that's sprain. That's an interesting one. Obviously, yeah. they, they've kind of embraced the youth movement there yep. in Tennessee. Um, Jameis Winston with New Orleans. Um, there, there, I mean, there's some – Capable. Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett. In Washington. I'm yeah. a big fan of his. Yep. I, I mean, even Heineke in, in Atlanta, if Desmond Ritter can who clear. Who got the start or who came in came today? In, right. Yeah. And he did all right. Yeah. He did okay. So, I mean, there's options out there, but if if you seriously think you're a quarterback away and you thought that with this momentum with Kirk Cousins there, you'd be able to like make a deep playoff run, then yeah, you buy all in. But at the same time, if, if you don't think that that's the case, I maybe play for next year type of thing. And, and yeah, we'll, we'll, I, we'll go back. I need a quarterback to come in to salvage the numbers that Jordan Addison has been providing <laughs> my uh, fancy teams. Right. Right. So, uh, like, I don't care who it is. Just throw it to Jordan. Addison. Yeah. At Minnesota Vikings. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Um, all right. So that's my first one. My <laughs> second one is the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like now, now they officially scare the crap out of me. Um, I feel like you had him on contender pretender last year. Correct. Last and I'm pretty sure I picked pretender and they probably heard me. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So again, we're the spark plug. You're for welcome. Every team. Bengals fans. Yep. We're the uh, spark they plug. listen to the, what do they know podcast? And we piss them off. We're, we're the bullet bulletin, bulletin board. Yes. Sorry. Correct. They had a big win over the Niners today. Moved to four and three. Uh, Joe Burrow looks back. Their offense looked tremendous. Um, even their defense looked really good. Mm-hmm. Forced three to- turnovers on Brock Purdy. Um, so I feel like now we can really say, and I mean, I called them a pretender last week, so, right. um, they definitely listened to the podcast yeah. and got fired up. So, yep. um, bulletin board material, <laughs> they um, probably have our faces up there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But I think that they're back officially, right? right? I think we can say that. Um, and, um, that's not a team that I would want to play. I am super curious to watch the bills and the Bengals next week, Sunday night football. I mm-hmm. think that's going to be a tremendous game. That'll be a really good test for them. Um, both teams. I feel like that, yes, both teams. But I feel like that's become kind of like a subtle rivalry. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not so subtle. I don't know. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm officially I'm officially saying that the Bengals are back. And Joe right. Burrow is back. Right. He's healthy now. Obviously, you have with that those two teams, the Bills and the Bengals, one team getting healthy, one team going in the opposite direction with health. Yeah. Um, yeah, with the Bills. Sure. So uh, it's, it's definitely... I guess um, uh, a bar that each team will sit, will set, um, see where they're at, where at, they're at in the year. But yeah, with the Bengals themselves, Joe Burrow's calf looks a lot better, even 100% healthy to me. He was running up and down that field, um, and more so, he he spread out the ball. Um, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, um, who was it that got the touchdown on Tyler Boyd? Tyler Boyd, T- Tyler, Tyler Boyd scored today. Yep. So I can't say his last name. <laughs> Tyler Boyd. 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 Um, yeah. So he had three targets. T. Higgins had six. Jamar Chase led the way with twelve. But at the same time, that's more of the the Bengals offense that 
um, has been so effective over the over the past few years yep. with Burrow leading there. Um, but yeah, <laughs> obviously I call I call them a contender with their experience being in the AFC Championship game last year and then the Super Bowl two years ago. Um, yeah, the Bengals are, are definitely back on track, and I I, I think they're for real. Yep. Um, once once more. Agreed. Yep. All right. What do you got? So for my top stories, I got. Two quarterbacks, so okay. the good and the bad. So okay. we'll start off with the good, and that's Will Levis. Okay. So he went 19 for 29, 238 yards, uh, four TDs. So um, they finally embraced the youth movement there, and not in the Malik Willis type of uh, way. Um, apparently, on their first drive, Will Levis <laughs> got him a first down, and then they brought in Malik Willis and lost a fumble <laughs> right away. Well, it wasn't. I hate it, the whole split quarterback thing, man. Right. I, I really do. Yeah, I, I mean, it wasn't Willis's fault because it was a bad snap. But at the same time, he could have just fell on the ball and lived to find another down. But obviously, with limited opportunities, with a split quarterback uh, type of game plan, if you're a quarterback, uh, kind of that diminishing role, you're trying to make a play and just trying to salvage any game time you can uh, you can put in into the into the game. But Will Levis, like I said, two hundred thirty-eight and four TDs. He there were some throws that he he made that just looked effortless. Yeah. Um. Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins is probably glad <laughs> that yeah. there's somebody else no um, joke. under center uh, there in Tennessee. So uh, to me, Tennessee, obviously, it's just one game, but it looks like Tennessee picked right on on at least one of these picks. Yeah, I'd love to see him do it again. Right. I mean, right. Atlanta does have a top ten defense. Exactly. So that's that's nothing to to sneeze at. Right. Um. So. I'll be curious. And, you know, his, what do you have, four TDs, you said? Four TDs. At least three of them were bombs. Like, yeah. Were like, they weren't just like, you know, a little screen pass that went like Brees Hall's touchdown today. It wasn't like a little dink and dunk screen pass mm-hmm. that just went for 50 yards. Right. Like, it was on the player. Yeah. Right. So um, that's that's really impressive. But, uh, yeah, I think that, who knows, man, he could be another great story. Third-round pick, finally got his chance, and he, he might, you know, make the most of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then uh, my second top story, I got Jordan Love. So this is the bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, 24 for 41, 229 yards, one TD, one interception. Um, so his last five pass rating, um, last five games, his pass rating has been 72.1, 90.8, 32.2, Oof. 69.9, and 66.4. With pass rating, for those that don't know, um, it maxes out at 158.3. Yep. So um, how that's calculated that's beyond me, <laughs> but all I know is it's 158.3. So anything less than 100, it's, it's I guess you're kind of dwelling around there in average uh, quarterback play. But at 32.2 and somewhere in the 60s and 90s, it's definitely uh, below average there. So personally, I think they're just relying way too much on Jordan Love on that Packers offense. Um, you'd like to see A.J. Dillon or uh, Aaron Jones, if he's fully healthy, Take, and take the rock a lot more. Yeah. Um. Uh, obviously, uh, he came. Jordan Love came out hot. He um, did. With he this really season. Did. And honestly, I thought it was going to be the exact opposite. He was going to come come off cold, and he'd built confidence throughout the season. But it's looking the exact opposite. He came off hot, and now he's definitely hit that that first year quarterback, um, first year starter qu- quarterback anyway, um, kind of funk. But I think that's more of an offensive scheme issue because. Jordan Love should not be throwing the ball 41 times right right Agreed. now. Um, to be honest with you, and Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon should be a lot bigger uh, part of that offense yep. than they are. You know, it's funny. So, um, ESPN Radio this this week, uh, 
their morning show had a conversation about about Jordan Love and Chris Canny, who's one of the hosts. He had mm-hmm. a take on there that I don't necessarily agree with. He said that everybody's given Jordan Love a break because they look at him as a first year quarterback or a rookie quarterback. And he mm-hmm. said that he should not be looked at that way. He should be looked at a fourth year quarterback <laughs> because it's his fourth year in the league. He just right. happened to be sitting behind Aaron Rodgers for the first three years. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I agree with that. I, I think either. that just because you're sitting and you've, you've been in the league for three years and you've watched three years worth of games mm-hmm. like that, that's not the same thing. I mean, you know, he knows better than I, than we do, I guess at the end of the day. So, you know, he played in the, the NFL, won a Super Bowl, whatever, but, I don't understand how that can be viewed as the same thing. Right. Like being in the league, sitting for three years, learning versus getting actual game time, game action. I feel like it's got to be night and day. Oh, yeah. I feel like the pace of the game definitely speeds up on you when you're actually playing and you got defensive linemen, linemen right. running after your life uh, right there in the backfield. Um, I, I Yeah, I can't say I agree with that. Obviously, yes, you want him to know the scheme. You want him, especially with... um their head coach being a Matt LaFleur yep. uh, being there for as long as he has been. Um, obviously you want him to know the scheme, the reads um, you want him to know the offense, right? But at the same time, there's certain little things where experience is going to triumph over any mental, uh, I guess, imaginations and read throughs that you go through, through the whole mental process. Yep. So for now, I think Jordan love, uh, I, I wouldn't say he gets a pass, but at the same time, you're asking way too much. You can't money. make any decisions past this year right. based off of what you've seen so far, right? in right. my opinion. Right. Yeah. Go for a more balanced offense over there in Green Bay. You'll yep. be fine. Yep. All right. So we are bringing back overreactions for this week. Nice. Um, I like my first one here. Dive <laughs> um, so, right in. So my first overreaction, the 49ers need to start Sam Darnold next week. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. This is backup quarterback. Um, you know, Brock Purdy, the big thing with him is that he wasn't turning the ball over. 12 straight games without an interception to start to start his career. Um, and now he's got five turnovers the last the last two games. Yeah, he's, he had he had two picks today and a fumble. He had two picks on Monday Night Football The you know, put the turnovers aside for a minute. The offense just does not look the same mm-hmm. all of a sudden. Now, I feel like we might be giving Debo Samuel a little too much credit if we say that that's the reason. Mm-hmm. Right. Because obviously he went out against Cleveland. He got injured. He hasn't played the last two weeks. And they've the offense has looked completely different, mm-hmm. but I'm not willing to sit here and say it's all because of that, right? Because like I have Debo Samuel on my fantasy team, and I like can you tell know. you, I can tell you that he is not making that big of an impact, um, <laughs> just because he's just not, not right. scoring points as it is, right? So I don't know what's going on in San Francisco. Um, I, I know, you know, I don't. I'm not going to speculate, and I'm not going to speculate on somebody's health. But I know he cleared. You know, he went into concussion protocol this week, and mm-hmm. he cleared it quicker than anybody else has right so far with the new protocol nobody has gone into the protocol and been cleared the same week mm-hmm. everybody has missed a game right except for him um so now because you know, a, a lot of people on tuesday wednesday when they heard that he went into the protocol people were speculating that that's why he looked so off on monday mm-hmm. um now could that be why he looked off today it shouldn't be right because he got cleared right um so there should be no reason to hang your hat on the fact that he might be you know, off mm-hmm. as far as that's concerned, but they just don't look, they just don't look the same. Right. Honestly, I'd probably lean more into thinking they're, they're very McCaffrey oriented yeah, now for rather sure. than anything else. They're not spraying the ball really as so effectively as they have. Obviously Debo Samuel, as you said, hasn't been that um, 
X factor that that they've had and they've taken advantage of other teams, um, spreading them out, having them come and um, do a reverse or something, so something creative like that. All they have now is I guess Ayuk there at the receiver position that really, really stands out. Kittle at the tight end. I mean they have weapons, but at the same time, um, I think it's become more of the McCaffrey show. Yeah. Even though Kittle's getting his numbers. He, yeah. Don't get me wrong. He's so getting Brandon Ayuk. Yep. I mean, he's having so, targets yeah. and catches. And... But to me, I feel like they're so, I guess, tied up with McCaffrey's, I guess, TD record that they're just giving it. They're just feeding him in the red zone time after time after time, just getting him as many touchdowns. As, I, honestly, I can't even remember the last time that San Francisco might have gotten two TDs out of different players that was that were McCaffrey. Right. McCaffrey every week is a solid one touchdown, two touchdown player. Yeah. And I mean, Can I you imagine if he gets injured. Yeah, what I, they would look like. I, 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 I can't. I can't. Yeah, honestly, I can't because that's so McCaffrey driven. And I mean, as a defense, as as an opposing team coming to game plan against San Francisco, you wonder if you just say, okay, let's guard everybody else and let McCaffrey see if he can beat us. He couldn't do it in Carolina. Can he do it in San Francisco? Doesn't look like it, to be honest with you. So, I mean, I, I wonder if there's like some sort of pivot there where they're kind of game planning to limit his other the other options that Purdy has and just trying to, I guess, force him to give it to McCaffrey. And maybe it's just giving giving uh, taking what the defense is giving you, but I think Purdy's trying to uh, because I feel like all these interceptions are going to players that aren't McCaffrey either. So I think he's trying to even force feed it. Yeah. Just try to change up the tempo for McCaffrey all the time. But I mean, <laughs> trust the defenses, but I, I think they're kind of revolving, like figuring out what Purdy likes to do and, and what he doesn't want to do. So yeah, that, that's, that's interesting. Obviously I think it's an overreaction, <laughs> but um, well, okay. So here's why I say that because I know a lot of people in the national media were saying this week that you know when it when they suspected that Sam Darnold was going to start mm-hmm. that because this system is the way that it is and Kyle Shanahan is so good blah 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 mm-hmm. that they wouldn't skip a beat with Sam Darnold mm-hmm. that some people I even heard thought that he would look much better than Brock Purdy excuse me which yeah yeah Stefania Bell ESPN New York Ooh. yeah she had this whole segment about how she thought that he was going to look way better than Purdy because Purdy's actually not that good, blah, blah, blah. Wow. It was a ridiculous take, in my opinion. Wow. Oh, wide open and a terrible throw. Um, nah, I, I think that he was still wide open. Yeah. He should have made that catch. Yeah, <laughs> he, missed, <laughs> he missed that throw big time. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I that's why I think that it's so interesting because there were way more people than I expected mm-hmm. that thought that Darnold would be really, really good if he played. And so now that Purdy is kind of, you know, obviously officially coming back down to life or down to earth, I should say, like, mm. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what's next for them. I mean, if if Kyle Shanahan's offense is so QB friendly, well, I mean, what happened that you have to question what happened to Trey Lance at that point. Well. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously you want to hype up and and, and say everything's going to be OK if Brock Purdy misses some time and whatnot. But to say Sam Darnold, who's kind of become a kind of a journeyman, uh, no offense to him, but started off with yeah, the Jets. Yeah, he is. I mean, he yeah. became a journeyman. To say he's going to step in and, and be be better than what Brock Purdy has shown, I think that's quite the stretch for for, for that take. It's a hot take. It is a hot uh, take. And it, it'll get some uh, some views, but I, I can't I can't be with that. Okay. All yeah. right. My second one, which I think 
you're really not going to like. Um, the <laughs> oh, Dolphins' defense is now a championship defense with Jalen Ramsey. Oh, oh, my heart. Oh, Jalen Ramsey. He had a pick today. Did he? He did have a pick today. Held, oh. the, held the Pats to 17 points. Okay. Which, well, I mean, I don't know if that's really holding them to 17. <laughs> or if, but, I, I think that's more than they allowed. Yeah, they 17, allowed points. 17 points. All right. Fair. <laughs> but does but in reality, like, does he make that defense that much better to where they can now keep up with the Eagles or the Bills or the you know the teams that they've obviously um, really suffered against? Right. Um, what what can he do for them? I I mean, obviously, it remains to be seen. I don't know if the Patriots, all kidding aside, are really a good um, test of that. Right. But I think we'll find out here in the next few weeks. Obviously, they have the Chiefs um, next Sunday. Mm-hmm. That'll be a really good test, what that defense looks like against them. Definitely be a step up from the Patriots. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think anybody can argue that he makes their defense significantly better. No, right. No, right. Uh, obviously, I think when we went over our division breakdowns, I think the number one thing I had for the Dolphins defense was their number two cornerback spot. And obviously Jalen Ramsey fills a, a huge hole there. Yep. Um, obviously with the Patriots, it's a good warm up game, I guess, for him. Um, getting back into the rhythm of, of, a, of the flow of a game. Um, obviously with the Chiefs is going to be a little bit of a different um, scenario. They don't have the greatest receivers, but Patrick Mahomes can make anybody look good. Um, but yeah, I, <laughs> I'd go overreaction for now. Uh, let's see how Jalen Ramsey. I figured. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, th- that defense is going to be on the field for a long time because just of how explosive that That's offense is. Very true. So, uh, I have there's flaws within. <laughs> it's it's silly for me to say this, but there's flaws within the offensive scheme of Miami because you're putting you're exploiting your defense yep. for for longer periods of time. So obviously, I'm not going to say you score less or, or right. don't don't take advantage of what the defense is doing. Right. But at the same time, I think it's an interesting point. Yeah, I, I think there's there's something to be said if your defense is um, on the field for for a majority of the game. So especially during a 17 game season and then going to the playoffs. Um, obviously, you're gonna hope you're your number one seed, so you can get that by and let that defense rest for a bit. That'll definitely help you out immensely. But um, defensively, uh, Jalen Ramsey definitely helps them out. But to the point where they're Super Bowl contending defense, uh, I'll pump the brakes on that one. Okay. Okay. So for my reactions, my first one is Sam, Sam Laporta will win Offensive Player of the Year. Sam Laporta. So right now he's I think at like five plus five thousand odds. Oh my but, gosh! Yep, but here I go. Let me give you who's he who's he going up against? Yep, I knew you're gonna ask this. So C.J. Stroud's kind of leading the field. Yep, at minus two twenty five. So they kind of had a bad game over here in in Carolina. Yeah. So I'm wondering if there's going to be that whole um, uh, first year quarterback kind of slump that he takes during the middle of the year. Yep. Um, Puka Nakua, who Oof. now is second. Who I know he has unbelievable games, but now this is kind of like a what have you done for me recently yep. type of thing. Yep. Cooper Cup's there now. Yep. So we'll see there. Bijan Robinson, obviously he had his little Whew. clunker last last yeah, week. That's, that's an overreaction. Those guys, uh, one of those three guys will will win it. <laughs> you uh, think so? Ahead of Sam Laporta. Okay. De- I'm sorry, fans, but the Detroit Lions tight end is not going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. The reason I, I asked this is because I feel like Laporta has the most opportunities i agree well yeah uh, b- because obviously in atlanta you have tyler algier and then um last week obviously you don't know if he's going to play <laughs> whenever um arthur smith basically held him out because he he was feeling a little woozy so 
obviously I, I feel like Laporta has the number one, I guess, route to to exploit opportunities there. And obviously a tight end winning the award is, is <laughs> unheard of, I right. feel like, especially right. in recent memory for me. Um, but it, I feel like he 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 has the makeup to 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 win that award. Yep. All right. Interesting. Okay. And then my second one will be the Chiefs will be one and done in the playoffs. Whew. I feel like that's a good one. Uh, thank you. That's a good one. Thank you. I feel like their defense is stingy, but I feel like their, their offense just is isn't stingy. Well, so you know, it's a tale of it's a tale of two weeks, right? I mean, you right. look at the game that they played last week against the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Uh, people uh, again in the national media were saying that that was one of the the first half specifically mm-hmm. was one of the best most flawless halves that a quarterback has ever played being mm. being Pat Mahomes, right? And then this week, they go out and score nine points in, Den- Denver. in Denver. Yep. Now, it was cold as crap, mm-hmm. right? It had, they had, Denver had just had like a blizzard. Right. Um, Mahomes is battling the flu. Mm-hmm. Um, he apparently got his hand, his, his I think it was his left hand, um, injured or stepped on or cut or something and was out for a couple plays and then came back in. So... I, I guess I say all that to say is I don't know that I'm taking too much from from today. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think, I mean, do we count one and done if they get the bye? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. For uh, so like losing in the divisional round, right? You consider one and done. Yep, I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. Um, see, but they'd have to beat out the Dolphins for the for the for the one bye. There's only one bye now, obviously with the whole yeah. Format. So you know, number I one, I think the Dolphins there. have way more competition, like just within their division mm-hmm. with the teams that they're, you know, their schedule versus mm-hmm. the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think the Chiefs are going to get are going to get the the buy. Right. I do. Um, I, I could see them losing the second round. Right. I could. Um, so I guess I, I I guess I can't even believe I'm saying this. <laughs> I guess I'll say that that's not an overreaction for right now. Okay. Oh. That's a good one. Thank you. I like that one a lot. Yeah. Depends if Taylor Swift is there at the playoff game. Yeah, for apparently. Sure. Have yeah. you seen this? Like I, I mentioned to you before the, slow, it's so the show, ridiculous. the splits of Travis Kelsey with and without her in, at the game. That's funny to me. Oh, a little trickery here. Oh, yep. Ah, he's going it. Oh, and he gone. He gone. Out of bounds. Yep. So, perfect. Right. So, we're going to do our power rankings, our top five. My uh, a couple things here. Shake up. My power rankings are one thousand percent different. And literally, <laughs> as we were talking, I realized that I left out a team that needed to be in the top five. Oh yeah, who's yeah. that? I left out the Dolphins. <laughs> How did you leave out the Dolphins? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know because I had so much going on with my other my 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 top five this week. Uh-huh. It's just so different, right? That I forgot. everybody's leaving. I everybody's getting them. out of here. I forgot about them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I I feel like I, I I don't know. I feel like I'm gonna lose credibility when I go over my top. Are you five. are you rolling with this? What you have now? Yes. Or you want me to go first? No, you can go first. Okay, I'll you go, go first. first. Well, I'll, I'll let you time to adjust over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so number one in my power rankings, I got the, I got the Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> so I did not forget them. <laughs> very very much clear in my power rankings. <laughs> Gosh, that makes me look so much worse. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, gosh. Okay. The Dolphins, number one. Number huh? one Dolphins. They were number one last week, and they they won, so I had nowhere to put Yeah, but they lost last week. They lost in the Sunday night game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're still number one. No, still number one. <laughs> I, got, I still got them number All one. Right, Let's see go what ahead. they do in Germany. All right, go ahead. 
Uh, number two, I got the Eagles. <laughs> got the Eagles. They survived, they survived the Commanders. So <laughs> they're number two now. Uh, number three, I got the Ravens. They're jumping up there. Um, they're they're putting their foot down on the Cardinals. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see where that takes them. Honestly, I, I have a hard time reading the Ravens because I feel like yep. they're a fringe. Like, I want to be like I want to buy in, but at the same time, I'm fringe on them. Yep. So, they fell out of my top five this week. Did they? They did. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can see that. I did not forget about them. Okay. <laughs> you purposely left them <laughs> <Yes>. out. <laughs> that was intentional. Perfect. Okay. So number four, I got the Jaguars. Okay. Um. So they, they, they've they been impressive. They've, they've gone on an impressive run. Okay. Um, and number five, I, I had such a tough time debating with this, but I put this team in because I feel like I need to talk about them. And that's the Seahawks. Okay. They're now first place in the West yep. over the 49ers. They're driving yep. two. So I feel like they need some love there. Okay. So I, I I wanted to put like the Ravens or, or the the Lions or something like that, but Seahawks get take it for this week. Okay. Yep. So I don't know if this has ever been done before <laughs> in the history of power rankings. Okay. Um. Ever. Okay. Anywhere. But my top two teams are teams that were not in my top five last week. Ooh. Okay. Ooh, so okay. take that. For, maybe that makes me look stupid. <laughs> I, I don't know. But I'm just going with. What what this is this is what have you done for me lately? Right. This is like what you know. How good are your, was your win today? What did you look like? You know all that good stuff. Right. So with with that said, number one, making it big jump back in after I took them out is Philadelphia. Okay. Um, I had them number one. Um, their offense just looked explosive today. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts four touchdowns. You know, um, AJ Brown has a ridiculous stat of consecutive games with 125 receiving yards. Yep. He had two touchdowns today. Devontae Smith got in the action, 90 yep. something yards with a touchdown. So their offense, like if they play they like added that, Julio too, which <laughs> correct. And he had a TD today. If they play like that, they are going to win. Yeah. Um, now I feel like that makes the Jets defense look pretty good. Mm-hmm. After you see what they did against the dolphins, you see what they did against the commanders. Right. Um, but that's just me being a homer. Yep. Number two, I have the Seahawks. Okay. Um, I think they had a pretty impressive win today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am, I mean, they're five and two right now. Don't look now, but they're in first place in the NFC West, which yep. you called. Um, so I'm, I'm actually thinking that, I mean, they have, they have all the things you talk about with winning in, in January. Mm-hmm. They have a run game with Kenneth Walker mm-hmm. and they have a kind of a two headed monster with what's his name? Char- Charbonnet. Charbonnet. Um, he he's a good Zach pass catching guy. Yep. Uh, pass catching guy. Yep. Um, Gino has all the weapons that he needs. He's got DK. He's got Tyler Lockett. He's throwing the ball over the place. They have those fans. Um, so I, I'm in on Seattle. I think that they um, they shouldn't have lost to the Bengals a few weeks ago. No. Um, so I mean, you could argue they could be six and two very easily. So I I think the Seattle. Um, I mean, obviously they're going to have the the the, the, a, the NFC West is always tough. You got the Rams, who they already lost to. And you got the Niners, um, which I don't think they've played yet. So you got two games coming up at some point against the Niners. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens there. That'll give us more of a realis- realistic picture of what's going on there. Right. Um, but I'm high on I'm high on Seattle. Yeah, Fire Niners are kind of like in shambles right now. Yes. But, but so credit to the Seahawks for taking advantage of, of this whole uh, no stretch doubt. that the Fire Niners are going through. Um, so number three, I have the Jags. Um, they just continue to win. They beat the Steelers, who were, you know, four and two in, in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that you have to add that into perspective because Pittsburgh right. is a tough place to win. Right. Um, four, I have the chiefs still. Um, I just, like I already talked about, I don't really put much stock into their game today. 
Um, now, if they go get whipped by the Dolphins next week, then that'll be a different <laughs> conversation. Right. Um, but I, I, st- I think they're going to be fine. I really do. Um, and then number five, I have the Dolphins. Um, they lost last week, and then they really didn't blow me away with their win against the, the Patriots today. Mm-hmm. It was actually closer than I thought that it should have been. Um, okay. So I, that's why I have them at five. I, I So honorable mention who I had at number five before I realized I left the Dolphins out. Right. I had Cincinnati in there. Okay. Um, because, again, I think that Cincinnati is now officially back. And yeah, they're rolling for right real. Yep. Um, so I had them there. And I think that's why I forgot about the Dolphins because I was so fixated <laughs> on on where I was going to put the Bengals. Right. Um, so yeah, they're right there. About the Bengals are right there. Yep. Um, but I, I mean, I, I can't, I can't leave the Dolphins out. Yeah, I feel, I feel like also with the Dolphins, they, they're going to get a little bit more healthier with uh, Devon Achan uh, yep. coming back a little yep. bit. Uh, uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. I feel like he hasn't taken the field yet, but he'll he'll come back. So. I feel like the Dolphins are, are going to hit their stride, and I feel like they're just kind of going into like a little bit of a speed bump right now. But nothing, nothing they've done has kind of like forewarned me to like pull off of them yeah. to say, "Hey, they're, they're well, it's going to slow down." I mean, Tyreek Hill is on a record pace yeah. in terms of receiving yards yeah. and all that stuff. So uh, I, there's I, a I, lot of people saying that they're frauds, right? Because yeah. you think about the two, the two actual competitive teams that they've played, the Bills and the Eagles. Right. They've lost and they've not looked good. Right. And then the other teams that they played have a combined record of like this massive losing record. Right. Yeah. I mean, obviously with pre pre season, you, you were high on the dolphins. I was not. Yeah. And uh, obviously I still have the dolphins as number one, but at the same time, it's more of a, I, I guess I'm just impressed with, with how they, they've handled the season so far. Um, obviously I, would I call them frauds? No, I'm still fringe on them. Yeah, um, I agree to, to be honest with you, I don't but, think you can call an offense like that fraudulent. Right, right. 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 It's just way too explosive and way too, way too consistent. Yep. Um, but at, at the same time, um, I can't, I can't, I can't fully ride with them, but at the same time, I can't fully jump off the board with them. So. I feel like there, we say this, we've said this the last three or four weeks, which is finally good, right? There's so much parody right now in the NFL. Yep. There's teams that you think are, are, you know, have righted the ship that go and, and lose. There's teams that <laughs> started out terrible that are now you know like the yep. vikings that are back to 500 yep and so it's just it's 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 fun yep, it makes absolutely. NFL really fun every yep. game for the most part is it can be has the potential to be competitive yeah and it leads to like great conversations and discussions yep. and arguments or whatever you want debates yep. whatever you want to call it uh for podcasts podcasters like us yep. yep yep all right so we are going to transition over to our studs and our duds um jeff has the duds excuse me jeff has the studs this week um i got the duds so go ahead and kick us off all right so so starting off at quarterback sam howell so 39 for 52 you had uh 397 yards four tds one interception that's a crazy amount of attempts for For sam howell yes for pat mahomes it's not (laughs) yeah exactly you feel like howell it is i think eric Bieniemy forgot who he has as a quarterback very good point, but hey, maybe he's trying to make him into Patrick Mahomes. Hey. So, where's so. <laughs> Sam Howell? Because he showed out today, even yeah, though, even a loss. So, um, number two, Josh Allen, 31 for 40, uh, 324 yards, two TDs, one interception, and then a rush TD to add on to that. Obviously, if you have a mobile quarterback, um, you're pretty, uh, you're pretty solid. Josh Allen <laughs> is, I feel like, the number one ranked quarterback right yeah. now in scoring. So, if you have him, Way to go! You pick great. Um, running back McCaffrey, he's a mainstay on this sh- on this segment of the show. Yep, only had twelve attempts, but he had 52, 54 yards, 
um, one TD, six receptions for 64 yards and one TD. So he's filled up the stat sheet uh, at all times. And then Gus Edwards making <laughs> making a surprise appearance over here. Rare appearance. Yep, 19 attempts for 80 yards and three TDs. So three Golly, burger, three touchdowns, three burger for Gus Edwards. So way to go. He showed out for me you know, <laughs> in my in our NFL fantasy league. Um, so way to go. Good pickup by me. <laughs> And then CD Lamb, <laughs> CD Lamb for wide receivers, twelve receptions for one hundred fifty-eight yards, two TDs. So I feel like he, I feel like Dallas Cowboys have kind of been waiting for this game for CD Lamb yeah. for a while because he he's he's been and there Dak, for that matter. Right, right, exactly. He's been there, but it's not like he's been lighting up the stat sheet at all, especially for where he's been drafted. Um, and then number two, I know this person's been waiting, DeAndre Hopkins. Oh my goodness, um, yeah. He only had four receptions, but he made three of those count in the biggest way. So three TDs, 128 yards on those four receptions. So yep. <laughs> Hawkins will probably uh, want uh, Levis to go yeah, back under center sure. next week. And then number three, AJ Brown. Have you said as you stated earlier, he has like a streak of like six games in a row with over 120 yards. Um, so he's got eight receptions, 130, and two TDs. So AJ Brown continues his toward pace. Um, he's on right now. Tight ends got two this week. One, um, Trey McBride. Uh, yeah, Cardinals out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. I think he's only owned by like eight percent yeah. of all ESPN leagues. Which um, I mean, didn't they just put Zach Ertz on IR? I believe so. So yes. that could be something to look out for if yep. you're needing a tight end. Yep. Pick him up. Pick him up. Yep. Ten receptions, ninety-five yards, and a TD. So he he showed out. Um, and then Kittle. Um, he didn't have any TDs, but he had nine receptions for 149 yards. So PPRs, uh, that's where that's where you eat. Yep, right there. Yep. And then defensively, who would have thought of this? But the Broncos defense. Oh my goodness! I'm, no I'm kidding. Came in as a number one defense this week. Nine points allowed, two interceptions, three fumble recoveries, and three sacks on top of all that. So Broncos defense. If <laughs> if you started them, I I don't trust you with anything that Correct. I that I own. But hey, you you lucked out. It's like last week when we talked about the Giants and the Bears defense. Yes. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So that those were the studs of this week. All right. Um. So for the duds, two guys for at least for quarterback, two guys that you never see on this list: Pat Mahomes, five point <laughs> six fantasy points. He had two picks. I think he had a fumble. Mm-hmm. Um. Obviously, again, we we documented he he was a little under the weather today. All right. Um. No Michael Jordan flu game for him. No Michael Jordan flu game at all. <laughs> no. Um. Lamar Jackson, eleven point nine eight points. We kind of already talked about the up and down of, of the Ravens in general, but him specifically, they go as he goes. So, mm. I mean, when he has games like these, granted, they won today. Yeah, I feel like Mongan's trying to go, go get away from the whole Lamar Jackson center thing. Yeah. That's why Gus Edwards had three yeah. TDs today. Yep. Um, but he definitely did not did not show out today. Tony Pollard for running backs, 6.5 fantasy points. So, um, and then Kenneth Walker, 8.0 fantasy points. Yeah, thanks um, for him, buddy. Yeah, you're welcome. He has been... <laughs> um, really i guess average for the last two weeks um since since our trade yeah i'm I'm wondering what's going on there with seattle obviously i i feel obviously they're winning but at the same time i wonder if they're going to pass heavy there uh, i feel like they're they should be more of a run heavy team yeah agreed yep um wide receivers i got both of the rams receivers cooper cup and puka um, 6.1 and 7.3 points respectively mm-hmm. um i mean the rams were basically yeah. crushed from 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 the whistle today yeah they were bottled up um and so that's you know you would think that, that would have yielded some good fantasy value yep um, but it did not playing catch up and whatnot yep. but nope yep <clears throat> uh tight ends dalton schultz 2.5 points um he he didn't show up again today and then kyle pitts 6.5 talk about 
back and forth on this list. He he has a couple good games. I picked him up in one league as a backup, um, <laughs> and then he does he does this today. Oh, well, so, that's what should have picked him up. What I are know, you doing? I know. <laughs> um, and then the defenses: the Colts, negative six points. Um, the Eagles, or excuse me, the Saints who played the Colts had a great offensive game today. Absolutely. Um, and then the Eagles, negative three points. You already talked about Sam Howell for the for the Commanders, kind of proving where that negative three came from. So, right. Um, Eagles defense, not typically a defense that you worry about, you know, dropping a dud. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they did today. All right. So those are our studs and and our duds. I will say there's a couple couple things from a fantasy perspective to look out for, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Jordan Addison being one selfishly because he's on a couple of my teams. Now, what is he going to do the yeah. next couple of weeks? Yeah, it's um, gonna be might, his, yeah, it's if you've be- been starting him like I have, I, I'm super nervous um, <laughs> with, with cousins now out and who knows who their, who their starter is going to be. Yeah. Um, he could be one where you need to, you need to fill, fill that spot. Um, yeah. Especially with a new quarterback coming in, they're going to focus on one receiver and go there. Obviously right now it's Jordan Addison, but when Justin Jefferson comes back, yeah. all of a sudden, what do you do with, yeah. because uh, without a quarterback like of cousins level, you're not, you don't expect the ball to get spread out too much. Yeah. It's going to be check downs or uh, your number one wide receiver, which yep. is probably going to be Jefferson when he comes back. Uh, Darren Waller went out today with a hamstring injury. No, no verdict yet on him. Um, he could be, he could be out next week. So a lot of different guys that we need to be watching for next week's injury report report, both for their direct performance. And then also the, 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 the guys that they could potentially impact right. um, from a quarterback standpoint. So, um, definitely one week where you might have to util- utilize the waiver wire. Trey McBride um, for Dallas. Yeah, there apparently. <laughs> um, all right, so we have our picks to to finish out the show for next week. So Jeff Jeff g- gained a game on me last week. Um, he went two and zero. He picked. Stand by. Who did Jeff pick? Let me hear my Jeff victory. picked the Dolphins over the Pats. Yes, and then the Vikings over the Packers. So he went two and zero. Look at that. Um, I went one and one. I had the Ravens over the Cardinals, and then I picked the Bucks to upset the Bills, which did not happen. Should have happened if Chris Godwin turned his head around, um, <laughs> but it did not happen. Uh-huh. Um, so you got a game on me right now. You're sitting at ten and six. I'm nine and seven. Um, Look at that. Ten and six. Yep. So who do you got? Who do you got this week? So for upset, I got the Titans over the Steelers. Count me all in on Will Levis. Wow. All right. I've seen enough. Crown him. That's questionable. (laughs) Crown him. What's the spread there? Two and a half. Okay. For the Steelers. Minus two and a half. All right. And lock. I got the Browns over the Cardinals. So the spread there is seven and a half, actually. So that's surprisingly large, even if it is in Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, um, Quarterback situation in Cleveland is to be determined once again. Yeah. P.J. Walker's looked serviceable yeah he didn't look bad today. yeah it's not like he's going out there putting yeah. up stinkers or anything um but deshaun watson plays uh, then again i'm not sure if deshaun watson plays what that offense is going to look yeah, like who knows because it's, it's you got to question effort you got to question health you got to question all these other things there hasn't been a big enough sample size yet right, right to exactly. really show what that's going to look like so all right but um, I'll take that spread though. All right, I'll take that pick. Yeah. So my lock, I, I, I people are really gonna think that I have a problem. I already do with. I know you do <laughs> with the Bills after this, but I just put the Bills. It has it, for me. I just I just don't trust them. I don't trust them. Okay, that's what it comes down to. You gotta ride them, and, and I really. So it's a combination of I don't trust them, and I'm super high on the Bengals right now. Mm-hmm. So my lock is the Bengals over the Bills. Uh-huh. Um, that is not a lock by any stretch of the imagination. 
But it's Sunday night football in Cincinnati. Big game, big win against San Francisco. Um, I mean, yeah, the, the Bills won against Tampa Bay. Did they look amazing? No, they certainly did not. Right. Um, they had a chance to really step on their throat after going up 24-10, and, and they, they, they didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I am just not. I am just not sold on the Bills in any stretch. So right. um, I'm picking the Bengals over the Bills as my lock. And then my upset is the Seahawks over the Ravens. Two teams that I, well, that's what it comes down to, right? Two teams that I'm really high on right now. Right. So the Ravens are actually a five point favorite. The Ravens are, which I think is a little high. Um, yeah. But I'm taking the Seahawks. Yeah. In, in Baltimore. Yeah. If anything, I'd, take, I'd probably take the spread with Seattle on that one. Yeah. Um, I If Baltimore wins, I don't, I don't think it's going to be by a landslide or anything yeah. like that but yeah that's two two good teams on a roll right now so yeah, that'll be, be a there's game. a lot of good matchups next week yep um we got obviously we got the the chiefs and the dolphins to kick us off in germany right um then we got uh you know Bengals and bills sunday night football uh eagles and cowboys in the late game the 430 game um and then obviously the the ravens and seahawks are one of the the main games in the one o'clock slate so there are phenomenal matchups like literally from 9 30 a.m when you wake up to mm. when you go to bed yeah um so it'll be a good sunday nice um all right that's our show i'm proud of both of us neither of us talked about our teams no no we uh, were trying to i'm trying to i i'm just happy yep. I, I got my my sweater back on this yep. week to be honest um so three wins in a row for the jets um today was ugly was it uh, it was an ugly ugly win but hey a win is a win. Win's a win. They are officially on the right side of the win-loss record. They won't move to four and three. And then they have Monday Night Football against the Chargers coming up. So I'm excited about that game. Mm. Um, so we will see how they look. All right. Um, but three in a row is three in a row at the end of the day. So That's right. Um, all right. That is our show. Hope you guys enjoyed. Um, and we will catch you next week. Catch you next week. Thanks for listening to What Did They Know podcast. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media outlets to see future episode details. And don't forget to send in any questions or topics that you want to see the guys discuss in their weekly episodes to come.